Beltone Hearing Aid Center presents The Drive. Ready, fight. The Drive. Elmore deep, left side three, it's good! From 30 feet, John Elmore! The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome in, it's the Wednesday 19th edition. We are less than a day away from the Bad Boy Motors Gasparilla Bowl. Yeah, I know the game's tomorrow at 8, so we're technically an hour or two over the day number. But our pregame begins at 5 tomorrow, so guess what? We're less than a day away as far as I'm concerned. Going to be at Roosters tomorrow. Don't know if you uh, have plans, but if you don't have plans, guess what? You do now. We're going to be at Roosters tomorrow for our pregame. It's going to be on the air at 5 o'clock, and then after that, We're going to get ready for the bowl game. That's right, Marshall taking on South Florida tomorrow. We'll be on the scene at Roosters for the bowl watching party. But for those of you who can't make it, we've got the game for you right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So I'm looking forward to that. But we got a lot to get into today. Bill Cornwell is going to join me once again from the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. He's got to justify the days off. Gets the days off. He gets to go down on someone else's dime, by the way. Gets to go down to the bowl game, so he's got to justify that. He's going to be on the program with us here a little bit later on. We're going to talk about Marshall's early signing period. That was today. We'll get into more depth with Bill on that. And, of course, we'll take your phone calls, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Now, Doc Holliday really doesn't make much of the early signing period. He's going to wait till everybody's signed, locked in, and then he's going to talk about it then. Until then... There's the early signing period, and then there's the locking it down. We'll do the special thing for special alum, big green members. You know you know the drill. So all that's coming up in a few months. But we'll talk about what Marshall was able to accomplish, at least recruiting so far today with Bill here in a few minutes. Last night, Conference USA gets one. They beat Northern Illinois in the Boca Raton Bowl. How about that? Tyler Johnson the third. he threw for 373 yards, had four touchdowns. He found Xavier Ubasi three times. And at some point, I was sitting here thinking, watching that game, you know, Northern, you might want to cover him. Hey, Northern, you might want to cover him. He's wide open. No, too late. He's in the end zone. UAB is going to be all right for the next few years, don't you think? Watch out for the Blazers. I'm telling you, this is a program that just didn't exist a few years ago. They had a program. It got shut down, disbanded, and then it gets saved, resurrected, pulled back from the dead. But you know what? you got to go find football players. You can't just assemble a team, snap of a finger. you got to go get players. you got to go get guys to come back and be on this team that wasn't a team. And look at them now, Conference USA champions. They won their bowl game, won their first bowl game. How about that for UAB? So I'm pretty happy for them. And, of course, tomorrow night, Marshall's in their game, trying to win their sixth bowl game under Doc Holliday, sixth in a row for Doc Holliday if they can get the win tomorrow. And Charlie Strong, they're trying to just get their – first win after uh, after five losses. They backdoor themselves into postseason by winning seven straight and then losing five. 
So they got postseason locked up, and then fortunately, uh, schedule gets a little tougher for them. So that's coming up tomorrow from the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. How many of you still want to call this the Magic Jack St. Petersburg Bowl, huh? Or the St. Petersburg Bowl presented by Beefo Brady's. Remember that? Then it was the Beefo Brady's Bowl, St. Petersburg. And then, my least favorite, the Bitcoin St. Petersburg Bowl. And then just, well, St. Petersburg Bowl. Then a savior arrived in the form of bad boy mowers. And it's now the best bowl name ever. Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. Say what you will. I know some of you are like, yeah, no, I'm not feeling it. I've personally talked to you. No, it's fine. This is great. The Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. It just rolls off the tongue. It's perfect. It's the best bowl name you could possibly have for a bowl. Embrace it. Just embrace the absurdity here. If you're going to have... An absurd bowl name, at least make it work. Make it work. And this one does. This is, of course, not the reason why you go to the game, but I'm sure Bad Boy Mowers is getting everything they possibly want and then some out of this game. And Thundering Herd in South Florida tomorrow night, that'll be a game that I'm sure a lot of people will tune into. Thursday night, and you got... One college football game to talk about, and that's it. So that's something that uh, I'm sure Doc Holliday uh, will continue to preach. Tonight we've got more action. Ohio's in action tonight. We'll have that game for you coming up tonight, 8 o'clock right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Frisco Bowl does not have a cool name compared to the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. But We'll have the Bobcats for you coming up tonight. Can't watch the game. You can listen to it right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So we're going to talk to Bill Cornwell in a few minutes. But before we do that, let me tell you about my day. I'm at my desk working, and I get a package. I'm like, oh, okay, this is interesting. And I open up the package, and one of my partners, one of my broadcast partners, sends me four tickets to the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. I've got four of these things right in my hand right now. And I'm sitting there thinking, I well, I can't go. I've got to stay back here. And everyone that I know personally has already either made their plans and they're going or they're not. What am I going to do with these things? I mean, I just got them a couple hours ago. So, I could make you jump through some hoops. I could do that. I don't think that's the best thing to do here because I got these things the last minute. I'm giving you the opportunity to claim them. Now, here are the ground rules for this. First of all, you got to be able to go. Don't just be calling up, hey, I want them. No, you got to be able to go. I might even make you send me photos from the bowl. I might make you verify you're on the premises. But I've got four of them. You got to pick them up either immediately after this show or you're going to have to pick them up early in the morning when we open up because obviously you got to get down to the game. 
It's in Florida. So are you crazy enough to make this drive? If you are, and you could be caller number nine at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. You can be caller number nine. Better yet, Gabriel, just answer the phone. If anyone wants them, you choose. So you got to call 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. This isn't like one of those prizes where you got some time to come pick it up. You got to be able to go. You got to be able to go. And you got to be able to come get these because I'm not mailing them to you. It doesn't work that way. I'm not driving them to your home. I'm not leaving them in an envelope for you. Either I'm going to hand these things to you or Gabriel, our producer, will hand these things to you a few minutes after 6 o'clock or you'll come pick them up in the morning. If you can't go, I understand, but here they are. So I can't believe I got these like were airmailed to me from one of my broadcast partners, airmailed to me. I just got on my desk a couple hours ago. Um, what? Why are you doing this today? I could have given these things away a week or so ago. I could have made somebody's Christmas early, happily. So if you want them, you call 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. And the only thing I ask is go use them, have fun. If you're thinking it over, that's fine because this is something that you have to think over. You have to be crazy enough to want to actually go uh, last minute. So when we come back from break, we're going to hear from Bill Cornwell. He's going to tell us what's happening in Florida for the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl, formerly known as the Magic Jack St. Petersburg Bowl. The St. Petersburg Bowl presented by Beefo Brady's. Hey, remember the time that Marshall played in that thing, and there was like, hey, maybe this is going to open up the door to get a Beefo Brady's and Huntington. No, that didn't happen. Maybe we can get a Bad Boy Mowers, um, I don't know, dealer in Huntington. That'd be cool, right? Bill Cornwell joins us next. It's The Drive, presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't worry, Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Wednesday, December 19th edition. The Drive continues on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And joining me now on the program, he is checking in once again, earning his keep. He got a free trip out of this, so we're making him work. Bill Cornwell, you know him from Big John and Company. Why don't you get your name in that show? I mean, you're like half the show. I'm company, I guess, right? Yeah, I, I don't get it. You're like half the reason why people... You're actually probably more of the reason why a lot of people tune in. <laughs> I know you're the reason why Mike Hamrick tunes in, Marshall's athletic director. Yeah, pretty much, and he lets me know about that, and he's let me know about it uh, uh, today uh, and, and every day that we've been down here. But anyway... Of course he uh, has. You know... You do what you do. What you do. Exactly. Uh, you want to hear a funny story quickly because I know you haven't uh, had a chance to listen to the feed before we called you. Um, I got a mailing today 
for I got four tickets to the bowl game in my hand. Yeah. <laughs> to give away. I mean, I just, it just the package arrived a couple hours ago. Here, here are four tickets to the game. Thanks for being a partner of ours from uh, one of our uh, our media partners. I'm like, what am I going to do with these? Well, they airmailed them, Bill. Your, they airmailed them. You get in your you get in your transporter, you you know, and have somebody energize you, and you end up here in Tampa. Not only did they airmail them, they're not actual physical tickets; they're printouts. They're printouts. <laughs> I'm serious. They're printouts of the ticket. You take it to the ticket window, you scan them, they let you in, and they airmailed me these things. Paul, it sounds like a road trip right now. Time to leave. <laughs> I, I've opened the phone line up. The first person who is foolish enough, I mean brave enough, to make this trip <laughs> at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255, gets the tickets. Uh, all they have to do is pick them up like at 6 p.m. or early in the morning and they head off to uh, Florida. I don't know who wants to do that, but I've got them here if they want those. I got a feeling somebody will do it. Somebody's crazy enough, they'll do it. I'm going to hang on to these, and if not, uh, I'm probably going to. I'm going to send them to you, folks. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm. Sc- I, you might have to send these to somebody who wants to go to the game. Compliments of me. Uh, find four. Find. I don't know. Give them to a charity or something. Might do that for. Yeah. So check your email tonight. Compliments of me. You might be going to this game, but I'm opening them up for anybody here in the Tri-State now if they want them. Um, give them to Mike Hamrick. See if he can give them to someone needy. Yeah. Give so, uh, to a soldier or something down here because there, there are a lot of military down here. I'm serious. Yeah, I would do that right away. I mean, they've got to be good seats, right? Uh, Section 210, row double A. That sounds good. Matter of fact, I'm looking at a... a I'm looking right now at a uh, map of uh, Raymond James Stadium, and uh, let's see where 210 would be. Yeah, 210. 210 would actually be in the, the second level, about the 50-yard uh, line. 50-yard line. <laughs> I got I got four 50-yard lines, section 210. Yeah. All right. Um, second level. 6 p.m. is when I cut this thing off for the first brave soul who wants to do this, and then um, you're getting them, Bill. So uh, I'll scan free, these. Free 50-yard line seats to the to the Gasparilla Bowl if you're willing to make the drive or, or buy some late plane tickets to get down here. Exactly. So and um, good luck getting down here because it's raining like crazy right now, hey, Paul. Hey, you're not, sell, you're not helping me sell this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mention the weather. You're not helping me here. Okay. I want these. I'll not mention the weather. No, don't mention the weather. Hey, um, how's the weather down there? <laughs> yeah, well, you heard it. It's kind of kind of rough. I mean, just just a kind of a consistent rainfall, and that's kind of kept things uh, uh, from going. Of course, uh, they were supposed to have had a bull pep rally at a uh, a uh, at an establishment, kind of like Pullman Square. And uh, that was canceled because the weather just was just too bad to do anything outside. Everybody's kind of Stuck inside doing some work today, but of course uh, uh, it was a busy uh, double duty day for Marshall because uh, uh, they they were not only uh, doing uh, they now they did go over to Raymond James Stadium and do a little walkthrough, but uh, not only were they doing that, but of course this was a letter of intent day, and for a, a school that last year kind of uh, kind of downplayed 
the early signing period. Marshall did awful well today as far as number of students who have been who have signed and the quality of the of the ones who signed. Doc's really not a believer of um, making a big deal out of the early signing period. Other schools are getting on board with it. It's almost becoming the default signing period. Uh, when yeah. do you think Doc Holliday finally jumps on that train? Uh, well, well, you know, I think after today because, uh, I mean, Marshall went in uh, full guns loaded because uh, they, they got 16 signees. Uh, they were actually expected maybe one more, and that, that could come later today or maybe tomorrow. But right now they do have the 16 signees, and uh, most of them are, are very much a Doc Holliday kind of class, uh, a lot of three-star guys, guys who uh, show a lot of potential and, and have shown it in high school. Uh, they, they do have one four-star, which we'll talk about a little bit, uh, a big offensive lineman that a lot of big schools were asking for, wanting, and uh, Marshall got him. But uh, And they have three West Virginia kids, including a, one kid from Morgantown, who had been offered by West Virginia, he had committed to the Mountaineers, and they pulled his scholarship offer. So Thanks th- a lot, Dana Holgerson. So the Thundering Herd swoops in. He uh, Apparently, Doc was right on him as far as um, making contact. And, of course, uh, the young man we're talking about is a very fine receiver from uh, University High School in uh, Morgantown. It was name of Amir Richardson, and by the way, his dad uh, was a, a WVU player. So it really kind of stinks that uh, West Virginia pulled uh, Amir Richardson's scholarship offer. But, hey, West Virginia's loss is Marshall's gain. He's a three-star prospect. Uh, he had to give, he had offers not only from the Mountaineers, but Georgia Tech, Pitt, Cincinnati, Temple. Um, and uh, he is uh, just a well um, – well-respected young man and quite a get from Marshall. As far as the other two guys from West Virginia, Paul, uh, a guy who uh, he, he said two years ago he wanted to go to Marshall's, Grant Wells, the quarterback from George Washington. And um, he's a three-star prospect by 24-7 sports and ESPN.com. But he comes with uh, a little bit of a, uh, a bonus. Not only can he throw the ball as he a good quarterback, but he is also an outstanding punter. And uh, you never know, he could get into the, uh, the punting competition with Robert Lefevre. And the other uh, West Virginia kid was a kid from up in Wheeling, Wheeling Park High School, big offensive lineman named uh, Tristan Bittner. What does this say about what Doc Holliday's been able to do, that now uh, some of the better in-state talent are looking at Marshall, and it's uh, it's more of a... It's a legitimate look. Marshall's becoming more of a legitimate destination for some of these kids who might not necessarily want to play at West Virginia, but still want to play at Division One. Well, I think that it shows that uh, they see Marshall's uh, a winner. They, that uh, Doc Holliday uh, takes care of the kids that he recruits, and um, that they will develop you if you need to be developed uh, to increase your talent, you increase your ability. The Marshall coaching staff will get you to a higher level. And of course, there are so many examples of that. I mean, you you look at like a Chase Hancock, a West Virginia kid, a walk-on at Marshall, and, and uh, Chase Hancock has worked his way into one of the best on the, on the Marshall team as far as the defenders concerned. And uh, just a great example. And there are more kids like that that uh, just looking for an opportunity. And it may not even be kids that uh, sign for scholarships like today, 
but uh, kids who are, look to be walk-ons. Uh, now, West Virginia, they're still going to get their kids. They, they did sign uh, uh, the young quarterback from Capitol, uh, Kerry Martin. Uh, it was no surprise. He had, he had committed to them. Uh, Marshall had recruited Kerry Martin. But other than that, Marshall did a lot better as far as getting West Virginia kids to, uh, to sign. I think the argument sometimes is made that there's not that much Division One talent to be found in the state of West Virginia. But you look at some of the, the kids that have come out of the state as of late, I think it's here, it's just it's being overlooked a little bit. I'm not going to say yeah. every kid out of the state of West Virginia can make it at Alabama, but there are some really quality young athletes that are coming out of high school football these days in the state. And, of course, we're still waiting on the final decision of uh... – Spring Valley's Doug Nestor, he, he says that, you know, for right now, he's still going to sign with Ohio State, maybe not until February, but um, he, he apparently is looking at other people and, and, and could change his mind, but uh, he's one of the few, and, and they are not, they're, they're looking at, at, at uh, bigger uh, fish to fry, and certainly, certainly with Doug's uh, talent, that's the case. Uh, but, uh, you know, we'll see if West Virginia Marshall for sure can... Uh, Get more of a uh, of a toe in the water with some of these kids. You know, we, we, the one kid we uh, we hadn't talked about who was a four star recruit, and uh, this guy is a horse. Uh, he's a, a young man uh, from Butler Community College via Fredericksburg, Virginia. His name was Josh Ball. The guy is six feet eight, three fifty. He's a four star recruit from Rivals.com, 24-7 Sports, and ESPN.com. Uh, he had everybody trying to get him. Florida State, Arkansas, Auburn, Boston College, Kentucky, Louisville, Virginia Tech, West Virginia. I mean, tons of uh, – he was considered the 19th best offensive tackle nationally, fifth best prospect out of the state of Virginia, and, and quite a get there, and uh, credit to assistant coach – uh, J.C. Price, he was the recruiter on this kid, and so uh, he's a big-time kid. Uh, and again, you and I both have heard Doc Holliday say that he doesn't put total stock in this early signing period because he feels there are kids that kind of fall off the table after this early signing period that you can go get, and that really most of their recruiting last year was done after this early signing period now, with signing 16 kids, they may not have to sign as many in February, Paul, but uh, uh, there are those opportunities there. And Doc Holliday says, we're still going to go find some kids. Bill Cornwell's joining us. He is at the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. That's coming up tomorrow. We'll have that game for you right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So, Doc successful in Florida. That is uh, something that we expect out of him. How important do you think this game is for maybe shoring up the rest of the recruiting needs? Because you're going to see Doc, of course, target Florida as much as possible. And right now you're going to be, on Thursday night, the only game in town when it comes to college football. Yep, exactly. And it's a big game for South Florida as well because – I mean, there there probably going to be some kids that they're going to want to going to sign, sign as well come February who are here in state. But uh, I mean, uh, for Marshall, uh, Doc Holliday will quite honestly say, and, and you and I both have heard him say it, Paul, that uh, 
that this game is crucial because uh, you want to keep your uh, focus of these kids on you and not get away from you. And winning the game, playing well, is important. I mean, same thing, uh, it was very important for Marshall to win that game a few weeks ago down at FIU because it kept a lot of these Florida kids Marshall was recruiting very interested and thinking, wow, they did a good job against a good FIU team. Maybe I want to be a part of that program. And Marshall did really well today with Florida recruits. And interestingly, one of those kids is right here in Tampa. Uh, it's a young kid uh, by the name of Micah Abraham. He's a defensive back, 5'10", 170, and he comes from East Lake High School, uh, Boston College. Uh, USF, ironically, was recruiting this kid uh, and offered him. Uh, Buffalo and UMass, uh, the guy is a track star, so he's a speedster, obviously. And Mike Abraham, from here in Tampa, chooses to go with the Herd. But the Herd also got players from Fort Lauderdale. They got got a player uh, as well uh, from Cor- uh, Cape Coral, Florida, uh, Rashawn Hunter, a, uh, a safety. And uh, they started the day. Their first signee was Cedric Wilcox, who was a uh, running back from Centennial High School in Port St. Lucie, Florida. And that's over on the east coast of Florida, where Marshall has done oh so well with its recruiting and continues to do so. One question about ball. And I know... I don't think it was released wide, but the, there's a statement that Mike Hamrick had released concerning uh, about uh, his situation. He's uh, one that has uh, a lot of questions. You mentioned uh, he went to Butler Community Car- uh, College. Uh, he started his career at Florida State, started nine games at left tackle. Uh, then he was suspended by the university in May following uh, a dating violation accusation by another student. Uh, the charges, again, were never filed, but uh, he was suspended, and then um, that opens it back up for him. Uh, what was um, what was Doc Holliday and Mike Hamrick's uh, take on this? According to release, they, they pretty much said that they've done their due diligence, they're comfortable with everything, and they're confident that, in this kid. But, uh, you know, beyond that, what do you know? Well, that, that I'm, I'm pretty much the same as you, Paul. What, what they have said is that, that uh, they have talked to the kid, uh, they have talked to his family, and uh, they've gotten a, a pretty good read on him. Now, saying that, he still has a lot of things to prove. He has to show that he is not the young man that uh, they've kind of uh, portrayed him to be or others have portrayed him to be. So he really does have, uh, I guess, uh, a lot of... Uh, a doubter is he's going to have to overcome. Uh, he's got an opportunity, and Marshall's kind of given him an opportunity that maybe some other people would not give him. So um, it's up to him to keep his nose clean, stay out of trouble, and do his job as a Marshall football player and to be a good representative of the Marshall program and, and certainly uh, live up to higher standards. Bill Cornwell's with us. He's at the Gasparilla Bowl coming up tomorrow night right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And uh, on the bowl itself, weather is going to be an issue, but I don't know how much that's really going to impact this game. What's your read on it? Well, it, uh, I think that Marshall uh, will not – the weather will not be a big bother for them because, you know, the herd, they're going to try to 
pound that ball and, and pound the rock as best they can. Uh, they would love to see uh, another uh, big big game by Brandon Knox. Of course, he had 204 yards in that last game against Virginia Tech. They'd love to see that happen tomorrow. That's asking a lot of Brandon Knox. Uh, we'll, we'll see if they if the herd can get a few yards out of Keon Davis. Keon's had about a, literally a month to rest since his last performance, and uh, hopefully he will be available for some action as well to take some of the, the pressure off of, of Brandon Knox. Of course, uh, uh, no Tyler King. Tyler is, is, again, still nursing that knee injury that he suffered now about two months ago. It's hard to believe it's been about two months since uh, we've seen Tyler King run the football. I hate to say this, but I've almost forgot about him just because uh, you've had other players step <laughs> up. Tyler who? But, oh, we, we haven't forgotten Tyler, that's for sure. And uh, hopefully he will uh, recover and be ready to go spring, if not next fall. On the South Florida side, uh, what's the status of quarterback Blake Barnett? Is he going to go? I know um, Marshall's preparing as if he's going to be a part of their offense, but uh, what's the read there? Exactly. You prepare just in case that he is good to go. Now, the uh, uh, the word was that uh, some of the bowl activities that uh, he was seen with not wearing any kind of a brace, any kind of a uh, medical uh, enhancement, that he uh, that he was moving quite freely. Now, I'm not saying that he was flying around. Uh, he he did participate in the uh, pregame or pre-bowl practices on Monday and Tuesday, which of course UCF they were able to hold them on their campus facility. And, you know, they didn't have to go to a high school like uh, Marshall did. But uh, he participated. But there's still a word officially from uh, USF. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we're going to see him. He could be sharing the time with the, with the backup. But don't be shocked if Barnett's not playing tomorrow night. We'll find out. 8 o'clock, so we kick. We're going to have the game for you right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And uh, tonight's sort of that quiet before the storm. Uh, building up to this game, uh, the activities, of course, were canceled today because of the weather. But for the most part, uh, how have you rated this bowl experience compared to others? I'll put it this way. They, they really work at it. Uh, the, the people from ESPN events have put on this bowl um, I mean, they they work hard. Uh, I would I don't know if really to be honest with you right now I wouldn't necessarily put it on a par with uh, what we saw in New Mexico last year. But we actually we had better weather in New Mexico last year than we've had here in, in Tampa now with this rain coming in. And uh, of course Marshall because of its problems getting down here missed out on the the beach invasion on Sunday. And of course they not they didn't have the uh, the the bowl rally today. So. The Marshall folks who are here and the team, they haven't been even been able to be a part of all the things that were planned. So uh, that, that kind of stinks, but uh, uh, they're trying. I'll put it that way. And, and, you know, we'll just see what kind of a game presentation they put together tomorrow night. But, again, as far as the pre-bowl stuff, they have been given a shot, given trying again. The weather and, and travel things just did not work out, especially in Marshall's case. Do you feel from – the community, the interactions you've had, at least following the media, that the community actually is interested in this thing, or is it, oh, hey, great, there's a game. That's nice. Uh, you know what? Uh, other than uh, other than if you're, if you're a diehard USF fan, the answer is no. <laughs> and uh, I think that's maybe going to be reflective tomorrow night in the crowd because uh, – 
you know, there. I think there's going to be a good Marshall contingent there. I, I don't know that there's going to be a, a huge uh, turnout of uh, USF fans, uh, especially the way that they ended the season. Remember, they're coming on a five-game losing streak, and it was just a real down end of the year for U- USF. A lot of questions about this program, and uh, I just don't know that there's a lot of enthusiasm for them right now or enthusiasm for the game among uh, casual fans here in Tampa. Well, it's a bowl game. They're made for television, so we'll definitely be watching tomorrow and listening, and uh, you've got a prime time seat as well. So we'll talk to you tomorrow. As um, Exactly. It's important uh, for Carverage USA to get another win. You know, uh, they finally got a bowl win last night thanks to UAB, and see if Marshall can keep the train rolling. Yeah, that was um, that was good. UAB pretty much established themselves as, hey, we're back and we'll be back next year as well. So they look yep. pretty good. How do you not cover Xavier Ubasi? How do you not cover him? <laughs> cover that kid. Pretty good, pretty good athlete. That's for sure. He guy can get downfield, and uh, he is exciting. And uh, he's a uh, he's a guy to watch out for in the future in Conference USA. Marshall, very fortunate. Now, maybe I guess you could say fortunate that they're not uh, going to have to face UAB next year. Of course, they're making changes in who Marshall plays in the West Division, but Marshall will be facing Rice in Houston, and La Tech will be coming to Huntington. Looking forward to it, but we got a game tomorrow. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, you'll be at the press box, and I'll be at Roosters for the bowl watching back here at home in Huntington, and uh, looking forward to it. And uh, we'll have Dave Walsh with us as well, so we'll go over all this stuff again and more tomorrow. Very good, Paul. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. That's Bill Cornwell. Appreciate him tonight. Uh, he's been uh, down at the ball all week uh, covering the game for us. And, of course, um, recruiting today as well. So appreciate his uh, his efforts. When we come back from break, we'll get your phone calls in as well. It's The Drive. We are presented by Belltown Hearing Aid Center, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Wednesday edition. The Drive continues on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We are presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center. Uh, I'm going to do this one more time because I know this is a crazy ask, but I've got four tickets that were airmailed to me the previous day, unbeknownst to me that I was getting these things by one of my media partners, and they got laid on my desk a couple hours ago. Four tickets to the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. If you're insane enough to say, I want those, and I'll pick them up right and early in the morning here when you guys open, or I'll come here in the next 15 minutes and get them, I'll give them to you, but you got to call 877-420-TALK, 877-420-420. 8255. Hey, look, it's not like I'm asking you to take tickets to the Camping World Bowl. It's the Gasparilla Bowl. Uh, the weather is going to be miserable, maybe, kind of. I'm not selling this thing very well, am I? It's a TV game. Let's let's be honest. It's a TV game. Uh, the crowd's not going to be there. Uh, the thing you're going to watch is the game itself. It's going to be pretty nice tomorrow where I'm going to be watching and part of that's going to be at Roosters. We'll have our bowl watching party tomorrow. We'll go on the air at 5 o'clock for the pregame show. I'm looking forward to it. We'll be there. 
You can't watch the game tomorrow where you're at. You can join us at Roosters. You can't watch the game, period. You can't join us at Roosters. We'll have it for you on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, also on 93.7 The Dog. So we've got you covered no matter where you're at for this one. It all starts tomorrow. Uh, With that said, no show. The pregame is the show. So there you go. The pregame is the show. And we will uh, be back after the game. Late. We'll be back late for uh, the wrap-up. Taking your phone calls. Talking about hopefully a Marshall win. If it's not a Marshall win, we'll take your phone calls and talk about a Marshall loss. But, no, we're going to talk about a Marshall win. Let's just have all positive thoughts right now, at least from the standpoint of what's going to make this show sound better. And a Marshall win is going to be part of that package. All right, when we come back from break, we will uh, get you caught up on the rest of the news today, what's happening with Marshall. Not much, but there is uh, some things to talk about. And, of course, uh, we will uh, get you set for tomorrow when we continue with this edition of The Drive, presented by Beltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. One final reminder, tomorrow we're going to be at Roosters. We're going to be watching the game, Marshall, South Florida. Here's what's going to happen. We're going to go on the air, five, we're going to break the game down. I'm going to have Dave Walsh with me. I'm going to have Bill Cornwell with me. I'm going to have a whole bunch of people showing up because why? Because I have the best table at Roosters for the show. And then after that, uh, wings will happen. Boneless wings, maybe in some Carolina gold maybe. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that. I might try the tacos. I don't know. I'm going to have to ask for a stipend increase because there's a couple of things I hadn't tried yet. And if you want to enjoy watching the football game and eat well, Rooster's the place to be tomorrow. And you can join me right there. We'll be at Pullman Square. And if you can't join us, well, you can listen. ESPN 94.1 FM and 93.7 The Dog. So uh, here's what's happening today for the Thundering Herd. It's a light night, but... Marshall is going to host their annual Thunder in the Valley Indoor Soccer Tournament. That's coming up uh, February 22nd through the 24th, and that's going to be next year. The games will take place in the Chris Klein Athletic Complex and at Gullickson Gym. Uh, More information, you go to HerdZone.com. That's going to be an important fundraiser, of course, for the soccer team. Uh, We couldn't get Coach on today. He's out recruiting. So we'll get him on sometime in the near future, give him an opportunity to talk about it. And if you want to support the soccer team, you can head to the website now, herdzone.com. So what do we got coming up tonight? Well, um, we got college football for you. The Bobcats, that's right. We got the Bobcats coming up tonight. And that's going to hit the air. Uh, We'll go on at 8 o'clock. And I'm actually going to watch this one. Some of these games I'm not going to watch as much of. This one I'm kind of interested in just because of the matchup itself. San Diego State and Ohio. I don't see that matchup very often. I don't know if I've ever seen that matchup, but I do keep an eye on the Bobcats a lot. I like Ohio in this one. San Diego State finishing fourth in the uh, Mountain West. Ohio second in the Mid-American East. I like the Bobcats. You can hear it tonight, 8 o'clock. We'll have it for you right here on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Uh, It probably won't be the offensive showcase the way UAB was last night. That was, um, I'll tell you what, that was a a fun game. Your supporter of Conference USA, 
or you just like UAB. That was a fun game to watch. And, of course, uh, tonight as well, hockey. The NHL taking advantage of the Wednesday night. There's not that many games uh, coming up this weekend because of the holiday, but they're taking advantage of the rest of the week. Wednesday tonight, uh, you've got hockey coming up uh, on NBC Sports Network. There's like a few games tonight. There's a few games on Friday and a few games on Wednesday, but tonight you've got Alex Ovechkin. He is going to be taking on the Montreal, I'm sorry, uh, it's going to be Pittsburgh Penguins tonight. The Montreal Canadiens are taking on Colorado. So Penguins and the Capitals tonight, NBC Sports Network, and then it's going to be Montreal and Colorado. That's coming up later on this evening as well. I've got those confused because I've got four players on my fantasy hockey team. Two are on Washington and two are on Montreal. And I'm fourth place. And I lost my last game by 0.10. And I scored almost 450 points and lost by 0.10. So uh, I'm highly tuned to the fantasy hockey this week. Uh, By the way, Bill Cornwell is 0-10 in our league. I'm about ready to take his team over. 12 teams. I'm fourth. He's, He's 12. He can do better. He can do a lot better. That's going to do it for this edition of the program. For our producer, Gabriel Sellers, I'm Paul Swan. Back tomorrow for pregame action. Marshall, South Florida. It's the Bad Boy Motors Gasparilla Bowl. We'll do it all live from Roosters, and we invite you to join us then. That's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for listening, and don't forget, if you missed any part of the program, you want to go back and listen to it again, you can always find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, or Spotify. Once again, for Gabriel, I'm Paul. Good night. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Huntington Sports Station.